It is, in fact, that bad right now in Gullsland. We'll talk about the continuing losing streak. And there was a trade made. Did it help? Did it? We'll find out on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. In this case, it's Locked On Gulls Thursday. Well, very late Thursday, early Friday. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Been covering hockey for over a decade and currently contributing to Defend the Nest. Although after this one, oh boy, who wants to write about this team right now? Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and also Amazon Music. So check us out there. Okay, I promise I haven't had a lot to drink, but watching both the Ducks and the Goals right now will drive anybody to drinking. And I, after yesterday, after that abysmal performance by the Ducks, I had to just go with water today because that's how it is. And there's something else going on that I can't really discuss yet, but there's there's other stuff probably looming in the background. Yeah, I'll just say that. Oh, boy. So let's talk about this Ducks team right now. Actually, this Gulls team. The Ducks team first because it does relate a little bit. Uh, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay. That was way out of order. But, gosh, this Skulls team. They made some moves. They made some moves, and I will talk about the latest trade and the corresponding move on the second part of this podcast. First, I want to jump back to the first two games from last week. I'll get through those really quickly because they were both bloodbaths. Not of the good kind. The Gulls went into their battle against the Firebirds, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, last Friday, having lost nine in a row, all in regulation. So surely they'd come out firing, right? Well, hey, you know what? They scored in the first nine seconds. Justin Kirkland, who, by the way, just made his NHL debut with the Anaheim Ducks. I'll talk about that in a second. Kirkland scored his fifth from Bruyard and Helson. This was pretty much off the faceoff, and San Diego just caught the Firebirds flat-footed at the start. And it was after that first minute where Coachella Valley decided, oh, crap, we got to wake up. And wake up they did. Because after that one goal, Coachella Valley rattled off. uh, let's, Let's count it down. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five, six, seven, eight. Eight consecutive goals scored by the Firebirds. Oh, just when you thought the goals defense couldn't get any worse. Max McCormick scored. Then Jesper Froden scored. Then Austin Paganski scored. Hey, how about that? Then Luke Henman scored. Then John Hayden scored. Oh, that one. Then Froden again. Then Torinsky. And then Froden again. Yeah, it was a hat trick. 
and oh, stop me if you've heard this before. The goals went on a power play and proceeded to give up a bad shorthanded goal to the Firebirds captain, Max McCormick. Yeah, we've seen this before. You know what else we've seen a lot this season? Penalty killing not being the best. See, this is where the goals are impersonating the Ducks. They're pretty much instilling this scheme of not getting into a proper scheme on the PK. On one of those power play goals by Coachella Valley, all four defensemen were on the wrong side of the puck. Sound familiar, Ducks fans? Well, it should. Drew Hellison got caught on one of those two. Actually, if I'm going to be really brutally honest here, the defense was not good on this game. And I point to Austin Strands not having a good game at all. Um, gosh, I, I hate to bring it up, but you know who didn't have a good end to this game? Drew Hellison. Now, I like Drew Hellison a lot. I still think he could get called up later this season, but that was not a good game for him. Hellison did not look good. Profaka didn't like everybody did not look good save for maybe, you know, Kirkland and Grimaldi. And that's it. The goals have no identity. They only had two captains on this one. That's it. Only two ways. The captain still missing for San Diego. Still no Chase DeLeo, who was still out with an injury. But yeah, that was that was a bad one too. And the thing that drove me nuts about that power play, it didn't need to happen. Dmitry Ozapov was caught instigating. He got a 2 of 5 and a 10. He was pretty much thrown out of the game for being an aggressor, and he lost his cool. Dmitry Ozapov completely lost his cool on this game. He was getting frustrated by pretty much everybody from Coachella Valley. I mean everybody. Buddy, I know you're down bad, but keep your cool. He didn't do that. So the resulting power play was indeed a power play goal for Coachella Valley. And I, I don't know what else to say about that particular play, but it was all bad. It really was. Final score was 8-1. to one. The following game, yeah, I think that one was worse. Tucson scored nine goals. San Diego scored four. All of them in the second, like the second period was the goals period. That was their only good period in this whole streak. They outshot Tucson 16 to five. Tucson relaxed. Okay, more than a little bit. Although after the first period, it was six to one. So I think Tucson also relaxed a little bit in that second period. San Diego took advantage. Danny O'Regan scored. Oh, by the way, I'll talk more about O'Regan in a second. O'Regan scored his third of the season. Yeah, Kirkland scored. Cool. On the penalty shot. Hey, how about that? Nice PS, by the way, on that. And then one of my favorite guys, Hunter Drew, he scored. Oh, and then it was all Tucson after that. They rattled off three in the third. Nine to four was your final. 
my only takeaway from that particular game was that Justin Kirkland looked good. I thought Kirkland looked good. I thought O'Regan was the most consistent guy in that game. He was probably the only player, aside from Bruyard, that was really driving the offense and being aggressive and looking to find not only a good shot, but looking to find his teammates. And he kind of succeeded in that for a little bit. And that is someone that the goals are really going to miss. Yeah, I will talk about that trade after the first intermission. Yeah, we'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the National Basketball Association coming up to those Christmas games. One of the big ones, the Lakers at the Mavericks. Who's going to win that game? Of course, you have the NFL. Who's going to make the playoffs this year? How's How are the Bills going to do? How are the Cowboys going to do? Yeah, you could find all that out as well. And of course, the National Hockey League. Who's going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals? Well, all of those lines are available right now at betonline.net. You could go there using either your mobile device or your laptop. BetOnline is where the game starts. And BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, or sorry, Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Okay, let's talk about the player movements before I get into Thursday night's game. Because this, if I'm going to be honest, this trade confused me for a number of reasons. The Anaheim Ducks made a trade. Well, really, the Ducks in care of the goals. Because this was a minor league move altogether. <sighs> Michael Delzato is back. Not quite as an Anaheim Duck, but as a San Diego goal. Michael Delzato was involved in a three-team trade with the Detroit Red Wings slash Grand Rapids Griffins and the Florida Panthers. Yeah. A.K.A. the Charlotte Checkers. So... Michael Delzato moved. Also moving was, yeah, Daniel Regan, Michael Delzato, and Giovanni Smith. Here's where everyone went. Daniel Regan moves from Anaheim to Detroit. More realistically, Daniel Regan moves from San Diego to the Grand Rapids Griffins. And there is one person in particular that's really pissed off about it. Then... Florida got Giovanni Smith from Detroit. More accurately, the Charlotte Checkers got Giovanni Smith from Grand Rapids. And the goals got Michael Delzato from Florida slash Charlotte. Ooh. Weird three-team trade. Michael Delzato has pretty much spent most of this season in Charlotte. He's got 10 points. And maybe he could be the answer to the goal's defense or lack thereof. Is he the guy for the job? 
Apparently not. I've got to talk about Thursday's games. Especially the one with the goals involved and the one with <laughs> with Grand Rapids involved. Yeah, I'm actually going to talk about both. So first, the goals traveled to Tucson down the I-8 to take on the Roadrunners. This was all Tucson from the get-go. Even though San Diego started off aggressive, getting some good shots, it was pretty much all Tucson. To the goals' credit, they did get two power play goals. But their penalty kill, it's gotten worse. I'm sorry to say this, but the PK has gotten worse over the past two to three weeks. Because on this game, they allowed not one, not two, but three power play goals in five opportunities. Milos Kellerman, he got a power play goal. Michael Carcioni, oh, don't get me started on Michael Carcioni because that goal was bad. He got a power play goal. Actually, can we talk? Can we talk about that power play goal just for a second? Look, it's one thing to have all of your guys on one side. It's another thing to have all your guys on one side and just let the PK do whatever the heck it wants. All four gentlemen were along the slot. Nobody was covering Carcioni on that one. Nobody. Okay, let's look at some of the players that were on there. And I actually retweeted this from Sarah Avampato from, well, from the Calder Farmstead nowadays. But where were all four of those guys? Let's take a look. Austin Strand. Okay, he's all the way in the bottom. That's fine. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to show you right here just for the sake of showing you. Because if I talk about it, it won't matter. But if I show you, it'll matter. So there you go. There's the picture. Where's Austin Strand? It's all the way in the bottom. Okay, fair enough. How about, oh, who is that? Oh, that's Bo Gru? Yeah, he's right along the middle. Oh, who is that right next to Bo Gru? Oh, Colton White. Colton White, by the way, did not have a good game. And also right up there, Rocco Grimaldi. Look at the time on the power play. This is three seconds. Three seconds into the power play. That's it. That's really all it took. Bryce Kindop got nailed for hooking. Five seconds later, Carcioni scored. That made it 2-0 Tucson. That defense... Maybe not the best prepared and no one's covering him. But, you know, this is something that we're used to. We're used to the goals PK just being god-awful. God-awful. If I'm the coaching staff, I gotta yell at those guys. Austin Strand should know better. He should get down to the goal mouth and block away that screen. And boy, oh boy. No chance at all. For Garrett Metcalf on that one. Metcalf was a dead duck. Tucson would go on to score more goals. As they always do. <sighs> yeah. Final score. 6-2. That's it. That was your final score. Which means San Diego has now lost 12 games in a row. I will talk more about that streak in a couple of minutes. But just on this game in general. Okay. Honesty hour. Michael Delzato, how did he look in this game? 
did did he look okay? Did he look like he could help the Gulls defense? Did he look like he was going to help out offensively? Did he look like it was going to be a good fit? No. No, it, it did not help at all. I was confused by the trade when it first was released. I'm still confused by it now. I honestly don't know if Michael Delzato is the answer that the goals are looking for right now. I really don't. He is a little bit on the older side. I think he's 32 or 33 now. So he's a bit older. Got caught flat-footed on one of those power play... Or, yeah, one of those goals. I think it was a power play goal that he was caught flat-footed on. But there was definitely moments where I thought, oh boy, he's just going to get beat. And I correct myself, it wasn't on a power play. Actually, it was. It was the first one where Delzato got caught flat-footed. And then he got caught flat-footed again. And I believe that was the Victor Soderstrom goal where I had no idea where he was going. I didn't. And maybe this is all a part of being on a new team and trying to get used to your surroundings. I get that. But after one game, maybe he'll get better. Maybe he'll get more used to it. I don't know if I have much stock in that trade at all. I really don't. So that's what the goals are going to ride with. We'll see if they can break out of this slump. 12 consecutive games. 12 games in a row. And I did mention that I was going to talk about the other side of that trade. What the goals gave away. This is related. And boy, it's hilarious. We'll get to that. After this brief intermission, first, we got a PSA here. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state. Every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, (laughs) you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your co-workers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high, hmm? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, I promise you, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back to Locked On. Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, it is sort of Festivus. It's late Thursday, early Friday, so it's kind of Festivus. I'm going to air some grievances right now. That trade should not have happened. Michael Delzato is not going to save the San Diego Gulls, and I can't believe San Diego traded away, or Anaheim, Traded away a perfectly good player in Daniel Regan. Let me share to you what happened Thursday night in Rosemont, Illinois. Yeah, the Chicago Wolves and... Oh, who's who are they playing? Oh, the Grand Rapids Griffins who just got Daniel Regan. 
whatever is going to happen on this game? Well, let me tell you. Allstate Arena saw maybe a couple thousand fans there at best because they're covered in snow and blizzardry and whatnot. Yes, blizzardry. I'm going to make that word up. Chicago got off to a fast start in this game. How fast? I'll tell you. At one point, the Chicago Wolves were up 5-1 to one in the first period. Then Daniel Regan scored on the power play. Okay, that's his first point of the night. Notice I said his first. So at the end of one period, it was 6-2 to two Chicago. I had to go and text Sarah Avampado and just say, what the hell? That's the score. Really? She said, oh, it's been stupid. And she described some of that game as a total lack of defense and Grand Rapids looking like they were lost. Well, it turned into 6-4 to four because Grand Rapids scored twice in that second period. Okay. So now we're what? Six to four? Surely nothing's going to happen, right? Well, Max LaJoy scored his first. So all of a sudden, it is seven to four in favor of the Wolves with about 15 minutes left. And I'm I'm thinking, I think they got this one. I think Chicago's going to pull this one out. Well, how wrong I was. That's when it turned into the Daniel Regan show. You want to talk about one of your most consistent players from San Diego and you ship him off for Michael Delzato. You know what's going to happen? One team is going to get killed by Tucson and the other is going to have this epic comeback. Daniel Regan scored with about 14 and a half minutes left. Then he had a perfect assist to Tyler Spezia. And then... On a 6-on-4 power play. Yeah, Grand Rapids pulled their goalie early. And Joel Esperance from O'Regan and Camper Power play goal for the Griffins. And all of a sudden, we're tied at 7. My God. The Chicago Wolves actually blew that lead. They had a big lead. They were up 6-2 to two at the end of one period. And they managed to blow that lead. They just blew it. And only, what, 16 seconds in to overtime? Austin Zarnick, who had just returned from Grand Rapids, from the Detroit Red Wings, he got the game winner. So the final was 8-7 to seven in overtime. The Wolves blew that game, thanks in big part to the player the goals just traded away. That hurts. It hurts to lose someone of that caliber. And that's almost kind of an F you moment. I say, oh, you're going to trade me? Watch what I do. Watch this. And he puts up a four-point night at Allstate Arena. I think he's the third star in this game. Yeah, third star if I remember correctly, which I do. That's where Daniel Regan was. Probably deserved first or second star. But, you know, Chicago, they got to have one of the guys in it. I get it. But, oof. If you're a goals fan... That hurts. Daniel Regan was one of the few players that was consistently good on offense that actually kind of had some kind of structure in his game. And speaking of structure, I'm going to air my grievance right here. The San Diego goals right now 
have zero structure. I shouldn't say zero. They have maybe 1% structure. Half the guys, they don't even know where they're going. And sometimes on the PK, they're just off doing their own thing. A lack of structure for almost an entire game, that kind of rests a little bit on the players, but also on the coaching staff. And the coaching staff has got to change something. There is no structure in any of the three zones. The offensive zone, defensive zone, neutral zone. None. No structure in their game at all. The defensive structure, you can forget about that. The penalty killing, what penalty kill right now? I mean, they're not even playing a box. They're not playing a diamond. They're not playing anything. It's just four guys kind of skating around sometimes. And oftentimes, we've seen all four guys go on one side of the ice, leave someone open. That reminds me, oh, the, of the Ducks. That's what it reminds me of, of the Ducks penalty killing right now. Allowing three goals and five opportunities to Tucson. Not going to do it. And I'll air my grievance here. The injuries piling up in Anaheim. Stoli's out. Gibby's out. So your two goalies from the Gulls move up to Anaheim. And hey, you know what? For what it's worth, Lukash Dostal got two consecutive regulation wins. Dostal did that. Not Gibby. Not Stoli. Lukash Dostal leads the Anaheim Ducks in regulation wins with two. That's it. And now he's doing his thing in Anaheim. And what are the goals left with? They're essentially left with two AHL goalies. And that's it. They're riding on Garrett Metcalf and Daniel Manella. When you're relying on two ECHL goalies, oh, you know it's bad. As it stands right now, the goals will have one more game in Tucson on Friday, then they will go on their break. The goals have one more game on Friday against Calgary. Dostal is expected to start that game before the Ducks go on their holiday break. So that's what we have coming up. We have the game on Friday against Tucson at Tucson. And then Wednesday the 28th against the Henderson Silver Knights. Okay. That's going to do it. That's my airing of grievances on the San Diego goals. We have one more regular show this week. Should be joined by Jess Balmasto from Locked on Flames. And then we have our annual Christmas thing. That's going to be a lot of fun. So do check that out. I look forward to it. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great morning. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and Ducks and Gulls fly together. (laughs) 